Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. The Bob Seska Show. Bob Seska. Bob. 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 La Loga Loga. Loga Loga Loga. Why don't I just call you Bob? The Bob Seska Show. From our nation's capital, it is Tuesday, May 2, 2023, and this is the Bob Maluga Luga 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 Show on the Sexy Little Podcast Network. Hi, I'm Bob. Hello, Bob. Hi. Day 823 of the Biden-Harris administration, 553 days until the 24th presidential election. You can find me on Instagram, the Bob Seska, Twitter, Bob Seska underscore go, Spaddle with Bob Seska, and our Patreon page is bobseskashow.com. Oh, look, sitting right over there, it's Buzz Burbank with the news. Yeah. You say Buzz Burbank. I'm not dead you yet. You said it all. Thank God. I, I don't know. Just lucky, I guess. <laughs> People Hi. have questions. Your doctor's Hi. in the room, yeah. <laughs> Hi, everybody. Hi. Uh, he's Bob. I'm Buzz. And you'll have to pry these microphones from our cold, dead hands. <laughs> <laughs> Not on the schedule, fortunately. That's right. Uh, Former Vice President Mike Pence had to testify for seven hours for the grand jury investigating the January 6th insurrection. Now, among other things, they made Pence reveal all his secret hiding places. (laughs) Uh, Effective immediately, uh, Florida's Disney World Mm -hmm. is banning adults from wearing costumes inside the park. You could you can no longer come in and pretend to be a character like say oh the governor, putting all over the fingers. Yeah. Uh, Disney's found a good way to get even with Ron DeSantis. Uh, they've made his presidential campaign one of the attractions at Fantasyland. <laughs> Let it be known that you're the first person to make that joke. Uh, crime, you know, continues to be a concern. Mm. And uh, just to give you an idea, uh, six of the people. Six of the people on the FBI's 10 most wanted list are on the Supreme Court. Of course they are. Of course. And uh, Jerry Springer passed away uh, since we last spoke. Oh. Yeah. And now, you know, it was expected that his family would get into a huge fight over his estate. Unfortunately, there's no longer a TV show where they can do that. That would be, you know what? That would be a show he'd host. Absolutely. And our beloved Carol Burnett turned 90 this past yeah. week. Uh, talented and as sharp as ever. Uh, I, now, I understand. Uh, I understand she's voting for Biden because she says he's done a pretty good job for someone so young. All right, here we go. Brand new week. Rocky Mountain Mike. 
He long runs his Twitter like a clown. Amen. <laughs> he thinks that he is Jesus. Cause he likes his fame. And he let in every Nazi here in town. My money, my mind. He lost a lot, they say. <laughs> Spends his days making cars that blow up on the motorway. Rocky want. Mountain Mike and the orchestra. That's right. Rocky MNTN Mike on Twitter. Yeah, whenever that song ends, I feel like, uh, man, it's just getting started. So I right, can, like, go right. for another five minutes of that track. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, right. always, as always. Uh, follow him on YouTube. Yes, indeed. So welcome back to the show for another big week of uh, yeah. fun and festivities. Uh, now we're talking about Elon Musk here. Yes. We, we have to make mention of this story that dropped uh, the other day. This is from NBC News. A 13-year-old Utah boy was groomed on Twitter and then kidnapped. And Elon Musk's Twitter failed to act in a timely fashion to prevent this from happening. A 13-year-old Utah boy hung out in the typical online spaces for someone his age. The chat app Discord, the gaming platform Roblox, and of course... Right. Twitter. But for more than two months, again, this is NBC News reporting, on those very same platforms, the boy is being sexually groomed by an adult who is 13 years older and hundreds of miles away. It started in private messages, then moved into public view on Twitter. It ended in a horror story. The boy's father went to check on him one night and found him missing, his window open, the bedroom freezing. The boy was allegedly abducted by the man accused of grooming him, driven across state lines, and prosecutors said repeatedly sexually assaulted. The boy's parents, Heather and Ken McConney, told NBC News that they believe the kidnapping was preventable, came after a series of missed opportunities over the span of nearly a month. This is uh, a great example, what I'm about to get to here, of the Three Stooges trying to fix the plumbing. 25 days after the abduction, police sent a search warrant to Twitter to learn more information about the man police believe was grooming the teen, but they misspelled the username. So they waited three weeks, uh, more than three weeks, beyond yeah. when they should have reported it to Twitter, and then yeah. they misspelled the name. Right, and then when police corrected the error several weeks later... Uh, Twitter did not immediately respond, police said. And then five days after that, the teen was kidnapped, according to prosecutors and the McConnies. So this all went down after Elon took over Twitter. This indicates exactly what we've been warning of. You can't run a gigantic social media platform like this with two monkeys and a guy dressed in a clown costume. It just doesn't go. You end up with situations exactly like this. You can't monitor this kind of a threat with just a skeleton crew and Elon Musk figuring out new ways to troll celebrities. This is one of the th reasons why I think we have a, a focus on this social media platform as being something important and potentially dangerous, given that importance and given the lack of oversight that's occurring there. I remember reading that Twitter, uh, that the number of people on Twitter, as massive as it is, uh, it was only really a fraction of the 
U.S. population. That that uh, you know, and I don't know. If, I don't know if that's still true or not. Yeah. But but what is true, and and uh, I'm with you on this, uh, is the fact that it is the town square. Yeah. It, but despite all the other wonderful services that that exist now and alternatives that exist, uh, a lot of us are still there and uh, feel like we have to be there. Yeah. Uh, and have seen the the chaos that that has unfolded. There's really nobody running the store. I think Elon joked recently that his dog. That's that's why the dog emoji. Because he said his dog was running the place now. It, it, that's pretty much true because he fired all the brains. He yeah. fired all the people who cared and, and, and took care of things like that. So nobody's watching the store. And, and uh, by the way, uh, a shout-out to Discord again. First, it was uh, the communication over the, the shootings, the guns, uh-huh. uh, and, and the, the revelation of... Uh, of uh, stealing of government secrets, and now this this case of this thirteen year old boy, uh, and some of that conversation took place on Discord as well. Uh, this, Twitter much bigger and requires more attention, but uh, we ought to be taking a look at Discord as well. And and then I want to wrap up by saying. I am increasingly disappointed in law enforcement. Yeah. They, they're, they're letting us down time after time. In, in the shooting in Texas, it took more than 30 minutes for the police to arrive uh, after, uh, as people for a half an hour continually called 911, said, get somebody here, get somebody here. That went on for a half an hour before the cops showed up. Yep. I see, in addition to the brutality that we see uh, and the discrimination against uh, drivers of color, uh, I'm increasingly disappointed in the things law enforcement is supposed to be doing, uh, as well as the things they're not supposed to be doing. Uh, This is... uh, yeah, you know, know, this is this is so disheartening. Yeah, did you see Elon on Bill Maher's show Friday night? I mean, I don't no, watch I, it. I just saw the clips. But, no, I didn't yeah. even I didn't even want to see the clips. Yeah. I've, I I watched people on social media talk about it, but I you know, so do tell, do spill. Well, it was fun watching uh, the second richest man in the world and uh, a very wealthy HBO television host. Talking about the woke mind virus, tolerance and enlightenment and acceptance. These are all things that are compared to a virus. Are you kidding me? That was Elon Musk. And then he started uh, ranting about uh, free speech as though he's got some sort of market cornered on free speech on Twitter now where he's actually making people pay if they want more free speech. So free speech right. in Elon's world is not free. You have to it's pay whatever it is, nine, is yeah. it eight, nine, yeah, 11? I, I, I don't hearing, know. I, and it depends. It changes it, there, are every a day. Lot of, there are a lot of depends on that. <laughs> yeah. What Elon doesn't understand about free speech would fill an ocean, for God's sake. Right. He doesn't get that free speech is not reserved for the person with the microphone standing on the stage in front of a brick wall. The audience gets that right, too. And the same goes with uh, people on Twitter. If you're pissed off about something that someone has said on Twitter, that's just as much an exercise of free speech as the person who said the thing in the first place. And Elon doesn't Bill, get that. Bill Maher doesn't get that either. Bill Maher has always been a I talk, you listen kind of guy. Mm-hmm shut up and listen kind of guy. Yeah. Uh, his disrespect of the, for the audience goes way back. Mm-hmm. Um, his ability to handle a heckler, he, he has none. Uh, he's so fragile. 
that he 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 reacts violently uh, uh, to any challenge to what he's doing. Uh, you know, I, I've never liked the guy. I think Kimberly said this. I know a lot of people were saying this. I've felt it all along. I used to like the show. Yeah. I never liked Bill Maher. Never. <laughs> I didn't watch it for Bill Maher. Yeah. I watched it for the guest discussion, and I, I didn't. I did enjoy uh, the the final word or whatever he has at the end. Mm-hmm. Uh, new at the end of New Rules. Uh, and it's been so long since I've watched. I've almost forgotten the format, but. Uh, I, I just, I've, I used to like the show, but I have never, ever liked Bill Maher. I can't imagine that he's a good person. You know what I noticed over the weekend is just how much Bill Maher is knocking off Johnny Carson when he does his monologue. Really? How? It, what's, it's what's incredible. Doing? Well, I just, because I happened well, to see, uh, I was hanging out with my dad and we were, I flipped around the channels to find something that uh, we would both enjoy watching on TV. And I landed on this network that's nothing but old Tonight Show episodes. Right. And I saw an episode of The Tonight Show from April of 1982. And the guests were Charles Grodin and Uh Victoria (laughs) Principal, two very 1982 kind of guests. Very different, yeah. And I was shocked by Johnny Carson, Uh, just looking back and, and through a modern lens. Yeah. Watching that show and how laid back it was. Yeah. Where Johnny was just reading at one point doing a desk piece where he was just reading questions from the audience. Right. And it was almost like he was just like, okay, let's look here. Right? We got these couple of right. questions. And it, was, <laughs> it just felt so low key compared to late night performers now, which are like, hey, hey, look at me. And it's two completely different environments, but Style. over yeah, overlapping uh, in terms of format. It's just the, <laughs> the performances are so different. But then just getting back to my original point, um, if you watch the way Bill Maher does a monologue at the top of his show where he kind of uh-huh. he'll kind of rise up on the balls of his feet and keeps his hands in the pocket and kind of look off right. to the side. He just does the whole Carson thing, and I think he readily admits that. But yeah. that aside, it just drives me bananas when this, you know, free speech for me but not for you kind of attitude services, right. and it certainly did during yeah. his uh, discussion I guess with Elon. That's they, those two men do have that in common. Yeah. I talk, you listen, uh, and, and I control the dialogue. Uh, they're both very much the same in that way if you stop and think about it. Yeah. I don't fault him from stealing from Carson. I, you know, There's a pinch of that in what I do. There's a good oh, helping yeah. of letter, Letterman in what I do, but I like to think the bulk of it is me. Yeah. Uh, and But, there, yeah, there's obviously a heavy influence, so I've drawn from both of those men, especially Letterman. So I, I don't, I, you know, I'm not going to fault him for that, but, uh, but, but, but for being the kind of a-hole that he is, uh, yeah, I've never, ever, ever, ever liked him, ever. Yeah, I certainly wasn't criticizing him over uh, the, the Carson influence, yeah. that's for sure. It was just, an, I just happened to notice it right. in a very obvious way <laughs> over yeah. the weekend. So this it's, one it's certainly the, more so now it. than it used to be. I, you yeah, know, I guess yeah. that makes sense yeah. that he would be a little more laid back in, in, in that way, and, and hopefully that's for the good, but I think he's still the same a-hole he's always been. Right, right. So th- the point being is that uh, Elon doesn't get it, Bill Maher doesn't get it, the free speech right. door swings both ways. If you're right. a stand-up comic, for example, who deals in controversial topics, don't go whining, kicking, and screaming when you actually stir up controversy. Isn't that the point? Isn't the point of tweaking people that you're going to get a rise out of them? I mean, I think 
it's such horseshit that, oh my God, I'm telling uh, anti-trans jokes and I'm blurting the N-word, but don't say anything about that because I get right. free speech and you don't. Right, right, exactly. That's, I always that's have to push back against that, yeah. That's the mindset exactly, really on both of those men. It's interesting how alike they are uh, now that we're able to make that comparison. Yeah, but it's the woke mind virus. Uh -huh. What dimension have we traveled that, to that, in the that multiverse? Sounds, <laughs> that sounds so Republican. That sounds so yeah. current day Republican. Exactly right. But I mean, again, it's a condemnation of something that is overwhelmingly positive. First of all, we're the United States. The United States is one of the only uh, nations in the history of human civilization that is composed of people from all over the place. It, so we, it's, a, yeah. it's a virus that makes people aware of their surroundings. Is that is that <laughs> what I'm to understand? Right. Aware see. of their surroundings and Conscious, accepting of people sentient, who have different backgrounds, right. especially. Right. Oh, yeah, Lord. yeah. But that's a, that's a virus. We, God, it's unbelievable. And what Elon was claiming is that sort of thing leads to censorship. I mean, Howard Stern was censored. They went after Howard Stern with. I mean, I'm talking about by they. I mean the government. Went after Howard Stern, find him. Other, I, and other shows. Oh, yeah, yeah certainly. Uh, back in the day, uh, Lenny Bruce was arrested for using yes. obscenities on stage. George Carlin was arrested for using obscenities on stage. Yet comedy survives. Amazing how that works, right? Mrs. Mrs. Maisel was arrested. It's, just, <laughs> it's, it's always gone on. Right, right. And ultimately, they were exercising their free speech. Exactly. And were condemned by the government for doing it. Yeah. That is actual censorship. When I say on Twitter that this anti-trans movement is full of shit and I push back against them and we, uh, right. you know, we lobby so-and-so to sanction whoever, we're just exercising our free speech just as much That's as right. the person who says, oh, I hate trans people. Speaking of comedy... Let's change yes. gears to discuss uh, the president of the White House Correspondents' Dinner. I have a few. Oh my God! I, you know, look. I, before we even start this, I yeah. know that these jokes are written for him by professional comedians and, yeah. and comedy writers. But my God, and and although he had a little trouble with one of them, you can sort of detect he really landed all of the punchlines. Mm -hmm. uh, and the whole bit with the dark Brandon and the sunglasses, oh, my yeah. God. Uh, <laughs> this, You know, I showed the clips of this to my wife, Marsha, and I said, so who are you voting for in 24? Because <laughs> after you watch this 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 piece that he does at the correspondence dinner, uh, you, you just love the guy. You just love the guy after this. Yeah. Presidents, by and large, uh, Trump is the exception. George right. Bush, yeah. mm, George W. Bush was a little weird with joking about himself. I remember that one White House correspondence dinner with Stephen <laughs> Colbert as the guest of honor, as the stand-up comic of honor. And uh, yeah. I forget what exactly, what, what, what do they consider? A keynote speaker? Is that who they are, these comics I, who get up and do these I, things? You know, I don't know. It's just the comedian performing at the correspondence dinner. Yeah, but I remember when Colbert was up there delivering all of these backhanded insults against George W. Bush and the just the glare on George W. Bush's face while that was going right. on. It was was not of, the king was not amused. Yeah, no, it was one of the ballsiest moves I've ever seen in my life. As far yeah, as I I, just just saying, Stephen Colbert and George W. Bush in the same room together, I feel the tension just from saying that. You know? <laughs> yeah, if you haven't seen it, go to YouTube and search Stephen Colbert White House <laughs> Correspondence Dinner. 
<laughs> it was an incredible, incredible thing. Um, let's start with this one. Um, let's say it's about uh, not consuming too much alcohol at, at oh, the yes. event. So we'll start. Yeah. We'll start right here. Proving I haven't learned a damn thing. <laughs> I want everybody to have fun tonight, but please be safe. If you find yourself disoriented or confused, it's either you're drunk or Marjorie Taylor Greene. <laughs> All right. Yeah, lots of points there for that one. That was yes, good. Yes, yeah, yeah. The crowd loved it. Yeah. Oh, here's uh, his next joke. I think this is at uh, the expense of Tucker Carlson. Maybe I just okay. gave away the punchline, but here we go. This dinner is one of the two great traditions in Washington. The other one is underestimating me and Kamala. Yeah, I'm going to pause right there. We got to yeah. talk about that a little bit because that's a lot of truth in that statement right there. Yeah, to which I'd like to add, there were so many people saying that she should not be on the ticket, and there were so many people who saying she would not be on the ticket. And guess yep. what? She's, She's on, on the, the ticket. ticket. Exactly yeah. right. And Joe Biden is running for re-election. I did a video about this last week, and everyone needs to get on board now. Yes. The yes. stakes are too high to be fucking around with the what is it called? The no, no parties, no rules, no doubt. What is that? Uh, 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 oh God! Joe. No labels. No, no labels. labels thank you. Yeah. See if they had a label, we could remember it. <laughs> Suddenly, I'm thinking, what Gwen Stefani is running for president under the No Doubt Party? Um, well, I'm, I'm going to talk about that coming together a little later in the show. But, but <laughs> okay. please, more comedy from the president. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Okay, let's continue here. <laughs> well, the truth is. We really have a record to be proud of. Vaccinated the nation, transformed the economy, yeah. earned historic legislative victories and midterm results, but the job isn't finished. I mean, it is finished for Tucker Carlson. <laughs> what are you wooing about like that? <laughs> like, you think that's not reasonable? <laughs> Give me a break. <laughs> Give me a break. Look, he he was he was actually misquoted. If you listen very carefully, and I think I'm pretty good at this, if you listen very carefully, he doesn't say what are you booing for. That's how it was transcribed by the media because they presumed that's what he said. But if you listen really carefully, he says what are you wooing for? Because they did go woo when he made that joke, and so he wasn't referring to booing. He was referring to wooing, and I think we all know the difference. Yeah, they were all going ooh. Yeah, right. Oh, I can't believe he just did that. They weren't going, boo, no, boo. Exactly. So, yeah, that's just a little misquote. I understand the error, but it is an error. Do people still hiss anymore at these kinds of events? Boo, hiss. Well, not at that event, but people do still hiss. Well, I mean, generally speaking, at at formal events where someone's telling jokes. Not with jokes. No, no. no. Okay. This is uh, more jokes at the expense of Fox News. Look, yes. It's great that cable news networks are here tonight. <laughs> MSNBC owned by NBC Universal. <laughs> Fox News owned by Dominion Voting Systems. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. I think even owned. Ducey was laughing at that one. Yes. Last year. Your favorite Fox News reporters were able to attend because they were fully vaccinated and boosted. This year, with that $787 million settlement, they're here because they couldn't say no to a free meal. (laughs) 
<laughs> and hell. I'd call Fox honest, fair, and truthful. But then I could be sued for defamation. <laughs> <laughs> it ain't nothing compared to what they do to me. <laughs> Amen. Yep. Amen. Look, I hope the Fox News team finds this funny. My goal is to make them laugh as hard as CNN did when they read the, read the settlement. <laughs> but then again, CNN was like, wow, they actually have $787 million? <laughs> True. Stepped True on the previous punchline, but landed the next one. So nicely yeah. done. Oh, yeah, no, yeah. It, yeah, no, that was fine. He did fine there. Well, I mean, honestly, Joe Biden has been talking like this for as long as I mean, I remember covering and talking about Joe Biden when I was in high school in 1988, for God's sake. And, you know, sort of the inside joke was Joe Biden has a relationship with gaffes. He just does it. That's what he always does. Uh, Going back years and years. I remember Chez and I playing clips of Joe Biden. One time (laughs) he referred to a guy named Dr. Paper as Dr. Pepper. Uh, It's just like things like that where i think what joe biden does is he gets rolling and he'll just zoom right over certain words he'll just kind of gloss over the syllables a little bit some of some of that is his combating the stuttering which he has to do every time he speaks you know this is i mean just uh, not not for sympathy for the guy but just to understand everything he says is a bit of a struggle for him yeah. because everything he says he has to be careful not to stutter because he is a lifelong stutterer yes and and you know he's uh, Republicans have used that to say, oh, he's got dementia or something. No, he's always been a stutterer and, you know, have some fucking compassion and, and realize that uh, that's the case. So, yeah, there was a, a couple, there were, it was another joke where he, he started to muff the punchline. I don't know if you have it there or not. I don't think so, but he, no. he, he pulled it out and he landed it just fine. Yeah. Uh, but but realize when you're hearing him speak like that, that he's fighting to not stutter. And a lot of times... What happens with, uh, it's certainly happening with Joe Biden, it always goes on. Republicans love the, I know you are, but what am I, attack. Right. They right. love to take something that we said about their president, you know, what, things we've said about Donald Trump. Didn't, didn't we spend four years talking about Donald Trump in cognitive decline? And yes. there are countless examples of that, uh, whether it was the Jerusalem thing, which we never got an adequate explanation for, uh, what, the magnified fortune thing? I mean, there's just there's so many examples of Donald Trump doing shit like that. So what the Republicans do now is go, ha-ha, now your guy is president, so we're going to say the same thing that you said about our guy about your guy. And it's yeah. the, and I know you are, but what am I attack? These days, it's, these days, more the rule, I think, is they talk about things they're guilty of. They accuse yeah. Democrats of things that are true about them. Yeah. And, and that's their way of preempting it. So, so if we then accuse them of what they were doing in the first place, they go, oh, you're just saying that because we said it first. Well, here's another example. During the George W. Bush administration, we spent a lot of time screaming about how D- uh, George W. Bush was abusing executive orders. And the English language, yeah. Well, yeah, that too. But, yeah. I mean, primarily using executive orders to enact things outside right. of the boundaries right. of Congress and so on. And so as soon as Barack Obama started signing executive orders, it was like, oh, my God. 
Barack Obama and this executive power grab. What's he doing? He needs to go through Congress for these things. Holy shit, he's seizing more power. Like uh, Glenn Beck. I remember Glenn Beck screaming about how uh, Barack Obama was this uh, communist, fascist, somehow, dictator (laughs) because he was signing executive orders. And and it was entirely about, or a co-opting of, what we had been saying about George W. Bush for eight years. That's entirely what that was all about. So the same thing is happening with Donald Trump going into the Joe Biden administration. They're just taking, they're just recycling the shit that we said about Donald Trump and applying it to Joe Biden. There are people, and I want to get your opinion on this, because this is a topic I think we should pay attention to. Yeah. Because it is discussed in Washington. Uh, there are people in Washington saying we have got to get presidential powers under control. Yeah. And they will argue that presidents of both parties have abused presidential powers. I'm kind of comfortable with some of that, but what's your feeling about executive or executive orders and executive authority? Should a president have more or less the same? Is there a are there guardrails? What do you see in this? I, I think there should be less. I think uh, executive orders are very much abused. And so I think what needed to happen, especially coming out of the Donald Trump presidency, that one term, I always like to underscore right. that it was just one term, loser. Yeah, one. yeah. and so uh, I felt as though there needed to be a whole menu of presidential level reforms, including uh, reforms regarding executive orders and the abuse of executive orders. We all remember right. Donald Trump playing show and tell with his executive orders, holding them up for the cameras as though he was doing something special and unique when in fact he was right. just doing president things. Right. Uh, this is something that needs to be rolled back. The problem is, is getting lawmakers to actually go down that road and getting right. a president to authorize a rolling back <laughs> of his slash her own power. And what president is going to do that? I can't yes. think of any from either party would do that. <laughs> right. So, you know, I guess it's it's something to be concerned about. Uh, I don't know how crucial it is. I, and while I'm hijacking topics, I want to I want to mention uh, I want to grab on to something you said about uh, Donnie being a one term president yeah. so far. Mm-hmm. If uh, donors are thinking are starting to push more money toward DeSantis because they're concerned that if Trump gets elected, it's only he only gets one term. Whereas if they get DeSantis in there, uh, they think they can get uh, they illegally, you know, constitutionally, Trump cannot serve more than one term going forward. Mm-hmm. DeSantis could serve two consecutive. Uh, and so I understand. Just I'm just making a note so everybody knows. Uh, donors are looking at that and saying, you know. Uh, why back one-term Donnie when uh, here's a guy we can, a Republican who's like him, who can be in there for two years? That's a... Uh, two, two terms. That's a great point to make. Yeah. 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 And don't and don't forget the young factor. So as, as you, you know, as stumbly as DeSantis is, you remember George W. Bush. Uh, <laughs> yeah. it, it can be done. I remember a gubernatorial candidate in Kansas who was uh, equally dumb, a Republican. And uh, I'm glad to say I was uh, instrumental, I think, in him losing the race. Uh, uh, you know, so uh, but these guys can and do get elected. And, yeah. uh, you know, it's so it's just continue to keep your eye on that weasel. Well, I think there are probably some Republicans, certainly not the majority necessarily, at least in terms of the donor class, 
that uh, would prefer Donald Trump to take office and then to not leave office, which is one of my primary right. concerns exactly. about Donald Trump. Exactly. If Donald Trump gets elected Thank again, you. yeah, he can't serve a second term, but he's going to... Keep it forever. Yeah, what he's yeah. going to do is something very similar to 2020, but on methamphetamine. It's going to be right. that, but times a gazillion. Right. He's going to yeah. say I'm glad that, you said that. I'm so glad you said this. Right, he was going to say, and, and he will say, that he was robbed of his first term so therefore, he gets a do-over. He was going to say he was robbed because that first term, in fact, he's already said this. He's already right. used the words do-over because mm -hmm. of the way he was investigated during his first term right. and, and the way that China sent COVID and ruined his re-election chances or whatever justification right. he's throwing out there that doesn't right. involve his own horrifyingly deadly incompetence. Right. And so in that regard, that's how once he gets toward the end of that would-be second term, he's going to say, okay, I got a do-over, so I'm going to pull whatever levers I need to pull in order right. to guarantee that I do that. And even if and he, he didn't will. have an excuse, even if he didn't have a pretext, he would do that anyway because he feels as though he's entitled to continue being president. That's the biggest concern going into all of this. When we and talk about the end of democracy, that's what we're talking about. And a Republican uh, Congress would enable that. Mm -hmm. We already have a Republican-led House, as weak as the leadership is. Yep. Uh, we The Republicans only need two seats to take control of the Senate. And there are 10 uh, what it called, flippable districts. Yes. There are 10 flippable districts coming up in that Senate race in 24 next year. Uh, and uh, at least seven of them, I think, are Democrats, and three of them are running in states that Trump has carried at some point. So uh, we have reason to be very concerned about losing the Senate in 24 as well as losing the White House, and if that doesn't get people off their asses to vote, uh, to imagine, I mean, I can't imagine America going for another term of Donald Trump. I just, I think I think Biden wins, and, and all this talk about Biden's age and all of that, I think that all changes on election day because I think when people walk into the booth and, and have to decide between Joe Biden and Donald Trump if that is in fact their choice yeah uh, Biden wins hands down they're not you can whine about Biden all you will but when you get in there to make that choice between Biden and Trump there's only one right choice to make yes exactly and the other thing I wanted to add here just as a matter of course before we uh, take a short break is uh -huh. the fact that uh, obviously there's a lot of talk about Marianne Williamson and RFK oh, Jr. Yes. despite the fact that they're polling in Thank just in the, what in the teens somewhere at best shouldn't even be that high they're not even registering I think it's the same Single digits by right. large, at least from right. what I recall. But regardless, have we not learned the lessons of Donald Trump? I just want to say and be entirely clear about this. Irrespective of where you land on the ideological spectrum, especially on the left, don't get behind one of these political tourists. They're not in it to win. They have no chance of winning. You're going to be somebody who can win. Right. You're going to be wasting your time and right. the the additional and hurting the cause and hurting the cause at a time when democracy hangs in the balance. And we don't mm -hmm. say that for the sake of hyperbole. This is actually something that could happen if Donald Trump wins in 2024 and there's no reason to believe that he's not going to be the nominee, then that's going to be it. He will not leave office at the end of that four years. I assure you, if he wins re-election, he will do everything in his power to not leave office at the end of that right. term. Right. So get ready for Donald Trump, America's Vladimir Putin.
because that's right. what he's going to do. And if it's a Republican Congress, in addition to him being president, you mm-hmm. better believe they're going to take steps to make sure that that and happens. Because, yeah, a Republican House and a Republican Senate and Trump in the White House, you're never going to get your democracy back. That's the end right there. Right. Uh, and and I think, as we said before, with young people being so motivated about their uh, about abortion rights, about gun violence, uh, about the the climate, uh, their concern about these things because it freaking affects them immediately like in the very near future it affects whether or not they're going to have happy comfortable adult lives they are very pissed off and yeah. and ready ready to move i think and that, like i said when i think when it gets down to the choice i always said i'm not a card carrying democrat if if i'm a democrat it's only because i don't want to be those other guys <laughs> Right. Didn't you, you tweeted something, uh, which we'll talk about after we take a break, but you tweeted something about negativity from progressives. Yeah. Maybe it's a good time to uh, segue into that here in a couple of seconds, right? Great. Yes. Yeah. Please. Thank you. Yeah. And I also want to talk about uh, Greg Abbott kind of sort of clarifying his illegal immigrants remark that slam against, you know, murdered people including right, a child. Right. Uh, we'll talk about that here in a, in a couple of seconds. Plus, just gigantic support for gun control nationwide. Right, and right. This, is, this is according to a Fox News poll. You will be shocked at the numbers coming in from the latest polling in support <laughs> of gun control measures, including one in particular. Yeah, I we'll can't wait. Talk about that here coming up in a second. Plus, uh, oh yeah, Donald Trump positively quoting Vladimir Lenin. Or as right. he said, Lenin, Lenin. <laughs> I heard that. Hey, listen, listen, you and I were talking before the show, and you revealed to me that uh, a number of Patreon subscribers have increased the level of their subscription. And I'm thinking, what a great idea that is. We ought to encourage uh, more people to, if they can, uh, not only thank you for staying with us, but to step it up. Yeah, absolutely. And you can do that. You can add to your membership level. You, you have to choose a specific tier, right, but then you can increase the dollar amount from that point forward. If you right. want to advance up to another tier, you have have to choose the next tier up specifically if you want to go from the shadow docket level to the ultimate edition level uh-huh. y- you have to adjust your tier that's well, for sure but you can change that dollar amount to whatever dollar amount you want so it's 15 dollars a month for the ultimate right. edition level you can change that to 50 dollars a month if you need to or if you really really want to uh you've got all kinds of versatility when once you subscribe to uh, right. our patreon well, page well you know we've made all these appeals for subscribers but i don't recall us ever saying you know or you can uh, increase the level of your subscription it's just some people have done that and my god we appreciate it yeah uh, but uh, it's just it's an option that you have that we don't often point out our biggest subscribers are sort of our list of P1s on the Patreon uh-huh. page right. have all upped their pledge to a number that is far, far greater wow. oh, than the pledge number. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Oh, yes. I could I could list all of the names off the top of my head right here and now. I'm not sure if they want me to, so I'm not going to. But <laughs> I've, I've hijacked the commercial here. Surely you have some way to wrap this up. <laughs> yeah. Well, I just want to welcome uh, Mara Donald, Paul Loop, who just signed up, Jerry McDonald, uh, Keith McKeon, Steve Nadrowski, all brand new sign-ups on the, the big Patreon page. Yeah. Patreon.com slash Bob Show. 
bobseskashow.com. Either one of those addresses will get you there. Plus, you can uh, download the Patreon app from the App Store and have access to that, too, and the comment sections and the community tab. Lots of fun happening on the Patreon page, bobseskashow.com. And we thank Thank you. you. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crow portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. Dave Moulter, brand new music from Dave, a uh, song called Do You Want To. I like that. Channeling a little bit of ZZ Top. You get a ZZ Top vibe from the oh, music yeah. there a little bit? I get it now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I didn't at first, but now that you mention it, yes, yes. <laughs> yeah. Dave has to put his bass on one of those spinning uh, uh, guitar straps, you know, where you can just right. spin it around like the ZZ Top guys. Yes, and uh, much longer beard for you there, Dave. Yeah. Link in the description support Dave Moulter and to download this song into your record collection. That's what we're doing. We're helping your record collection get more awesome. That's, That's right. what we do here on the show. Uh, BobSeska.com. Find this episode dated 5223. Click on that link. Scroll Love on it. down, or you can find the links for Dave Moulter and all the independent music here on today's show. And uh, BobSeska.com slash music to submit your work. Did you get all those website addresses? You should write them down, right. unless you're driving. Or rewind. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah, that's the beauty of it. If you're in the car, once you get home, you can always go back to the episode and and find all of this information uh, in case you forgot. Okay. So, uh, negativity from progressives. You mentioned the, you had a, and I haven't, I, you have to forgive me, I, I haven't seen the tweet thread. I've been out of the loop this past weekend because of family things. So, right, exactly. But what happened? What did you write about? Well, you know, I I never do a thread on on Twitter. I mean, I, I rarely and and mm. it rarely is it about you know uh, my my own feelings about something. Uh, but I just seen too much there. Just reached a point, and I think I ended up muting somebody over the weekend uh, because they they were relentless. And this was a fellow progressive we're talking about. 
Yeah. And I see, I see a lot of this and I have some, some friends who really, uh, there's a guy named Scott who's really great. And I, you know, I, I'm really glad that we're friends on Twitter. He tends to lean a little negative. He explained to me that that's just kind of his personality. And, mm -hmm. you know, so I understand now to kind of take that with a little grain of salt, yeah. uh, you know, but, but, uh, this negativity I've seen. So I wrote, it's past time to talk about negativity among progressives. The naysayers and the doomsayers among us might as well be enemy agents for the damage they do to morale and the actual cause of progression. I don't normally go on about a thing, but in this case, I shall. <laughs> I understand that the psychological beatings that progressives have endured these past eight years have created an epidemic of, we've lost, we're all screwed, this is all hopeless. Hmm. I get it, but I'm sick of it because it's destructive to the growth of liberalism. Mm -hmm. I embrace any realistic view, and I value healthy skepticism. Both are crucial, but there's a difference between, I'll interject here, there's a difference between skepticism and cynicism. I go on, but from the election of 2020 uh, to, uh, to uh, yeah, 2022, through the prosecutions and lawsuits of today, progressives are winning, but also finding it hard to see past the losses we continue to endure. So goes the battle for democracy. So to truly move forward, it's time to ignore the naysayers and the doomsayers to at least stop amplifying their morale-crushing blurts. Mm -hmm. Republican success is directly tied to its unification. We must learn from that. Be supportive, and imagine victory, not defeat. I would strongly recommend checking out what Hal Sparks is doing. Right. Hal right. Sparks has got this amazing attitude when it comes to politics and some of the worst people in the world who he covers on his YouTube show, which happens, by the way, twice a day for hours and hours and hours every day because he just goes right through those rumble videos he just goes to right. the rumble videos whether it's don jr or glenn beck or steven crowder or all these a-holes and he's able to just laugh in their faces god what was the tweet that was out there oh yes it was nikki haley with a gigantic machine gun Going yeah, around yeah, Twitter. I saw that, yeah. And I tweeted out in response to that stupid, stupid thing. And I said, the, the appropriate response to this image is to point and laugh. Not to get like, oh, why, uh, why is she guns? Ah! Right, yeah, right. That's the wrong. That's the wrong. That's You're the right. response she wants you to have. You're right. Yeah. But we need to recalibrate how we approach some of this stuff. And I know I'm getting a little bit far afield in terms of like, oh, well, the Democrats are fucking up again, and they're going to lose. They're going to lose. It's like the we're you're going to lose, kid, from uh, a league of their own. Right. Uh, you don't want to be that kid. But, I mean, as far as looking at whether it's things on the right or things on the left, it doesn't take that much effort to look at the cup half full. Uh, and I think that's an important part of it. We have to take these issues seriously on one hand. Yeah. We're not saying to just blow it off and say, ah, Trump, he's full of shit. He's never going to win. We don't have to worry about him. Well, yeah, we kind of do. But we don't want that worry to grind our action and grind our spirit to a, a screeching halt. You know what I mean? It's right, like right. it's like when they, they talk about in that movie Awakenings with regard to these patients who are seemingly catatonic. And Robin Williams' right. character, Dr. Sayer, figures out that they're not catatonic. They've got severe Parkinson's to the point where their tremors present as 
a complete, you know, uh, catatonia, paralysis. Exactly. Thank you. And so uh, I think sometimes that happens on the left where we just get so outraged and it vibrates us until we just can't move yeah. anymore. And it's yeah. counterproductive. Well, it, it, it's, it's, it's time to turn things around. We've yeah. been right to be outraged all this time. And there are still oh, plenty of things to be outraged about. Uh, the trans lawmaker in Montana, for example. Yeah. What's going on in Tennessee, the, you know, across the country. The hate, uh, the hate fueled legislation that Republicans are pushing through in red states. Look, I, I want everybody to know, again, I don't look at the world with rose-colored glasses. It may seem like that to some of you some of the time, but but I do not wear rose-colored glasses. I am a realist. I, I am a skeptic by nature. That's part of journalism. But I, I it's the cynicism. It's when skepticism which is healthy, crosses over into cynicism, which is not. And yeah. and as I've said before, celebrate the wins. I think it was Rachel Bittekoffer, by the way, in, in hmm. terms of you uh, sort of trolling Nikki Haley on the uh, on the gun thing. Uh, I think it was Rachel Bittekoffer who said the only these people you cannot debate facts with them. You cannot discuss facts with them. Nope. The only thing you can do is make fun of them, is to troll them. That's the only attack that will have any effect on them. And really, that's a uh, a law you've been living by for many years. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I think it's, uh, it's vital that we find a balance between taking something seriously uh, to the degree that it needs to be taken and right. also not getting ourselves so bound up in outrage and anger and disgust right. that we end up shooting ourselves in the foot. The, the whole thing with Joe Biden's age is another... Right. Great, great example. Oh, my God, he's too old. He's going to lose. What's going to happen? Oh, no. Yeah, but what are you going to do on Election Day? You know, just if you don't, and I think I've said this before, but I think it absolutely bears repeating. If you can't contribute to the progressive cause, we're trying to get do a job here. Yeah. And if you can't <laughs> contribute to that effort, please sit down and shut up. Yeah. Please yeah. keep that to yourself. You have no right to demoralize your fellow progressives. It's good to have your eyes open. It's good to be skeptical about certain things. And there are things we can debate and discuss. But uh, to to make your every response, we're screwed, the bad guys are going to win, we're all going to lose. And, and I got into a discussion with a guy, and every time I tried to bring him around, his response was another negative response. It's all he knows, it's all he lives for, and it's how he got muted. Uh, you know, we, we don't need to listen to those people. Mute or, or mute those people. Uh, you don't need that. You don't need to be demoralized by. It's one thing to read something that's eye-opening and enlightening and informing. It's quite another to have somebody just come in and boo everything down. Uh, silence those people for your own sake in your own world. I'm not saying censor them widely. I'm saying each of us as individuals needs to stop listening to those folks and to certainly stop amplifying them. The climate crisis, I think, is a great example. There is such a negative vibe around discussing the climate crisis, and I think for many, many, many myriad good reasons. The problem is that the negativity that surrounds that issue tends to drive that issue out of the discourse. No one wants to talk about the climate crisis because it is so... Uh, it's got that vibe of, oh, we're fucked and there's nothing we can yeah. do about it. It's, it's and so why bother? Granted. Yeah, yeah. I see that, yes. Exactly right. But I think 
You know, there's nothing. There's nothing positive about human extinction. Obviously, I'm not making. Not making that case. Well, I don't know. For some creatures on the planet, it might be an upside. But <laughs> yeah, I understand. Well, I think there is some level of upside insofar as new technologies are emerging that may not only mitigate the climate crisis, but may put us on track to being energy independent and so on, uh, without having to use fossil fuels and uh, to uh, sever that umbilical cord between us and the Middle right. East as far as that supply of oil and these dirty pipelines that are still being discussed and debated, the Keystone XL Leaking. pipeline and so on. Yeah, exactly. Uh, these oil spills like the uh, um, like the BP oil spill uh, about 10 years ago. So there are ways to discuss it that isn't so uh, negative and awful. And I, you know what? Look, I'm just as guilty as anyone else. I present the climate crisis like, oh, God, well, it's human extinction. And that's, see, that's a fact. One, there's, one, there's one thing about uh, information that's negative, facts that are negative. That's We need to know that stuff so we can oh, yeah. uh, defend ourselves against it. Yeah. It's not the facts that are negative negative that disturb me. It's the opinions, the mindset. I think one of the guy's responses were the courts are all corrupt. Well, you know, as bad as things are and <laughs> as much as Trump did, they're not. Yeah. You know, and, and that's a lie to say that. And it's a lie that you're putting out there. Yeah. And I just, I've just run out of patience for that attitude of, well, it's all corrupt. There's, and, and basically what they are saying is abandon all hope. It reminds and, me reminds me of the listeners who say we do nothing but talk about Carol Burnett and Star Trek on the show, which is just right. absolutely let's, not true. Let's let's take a moment and talk about those things, shall we? Uh, <laughs> no, I I know. I just I just wanted to get the message out. I couldn't hold it in any longer. Yeah, yeah. Something has to be said, and I want more and more people, hopefully, to uh, understand the people among us who are damaging the morale of this army unit. Yeah, I mean, it would suck if Buzz and I just got on here every Tuesday and we're like, well, you know what? We're fucked. See yeah, that, that no Twitter hope. news story? We're fucked. The Trump Trump news story? We're fucked. Another they're mass shooting? Win. We're screwed. Yeah. Why well, even bother with any of this? Yeah, well, <laughs> the system's corrupt. Yeah, 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 nothing we can do. Such yeah. a good point. Facts, fine. Facts are negative, right. and it's it's right. fine to analyze them that way. But when That's you how take you defend a negative, yourself, yeah. Yeah, when you extrapolate out a, a news event into, well, we're going to be fucked in perpetuity. That's right. when things go wildly off the rails. They're, they're as bad as things can get. And and I'm sure there are people whose lives are a thousand times tougher than mine who can attest to this. Yeah. Even in the worst of conditions, there is always hope. Hal Sparks right. Mega Worldwide. Yeah, I mean, it will completely change your attitude. At the very least, kind of basking in his ebullient positivity. Yeah, where does all that come from? It's amazing. Very yeah. therapeutic, yes. I'd like to yeah. know whatever it is he's drinking. <laughs> I want, I'll, I, I'll I want what he's, he's having. having. <laughs> yes, exactly. exactly. Whatever's making him orgasm, I want some of that. <laughs> uh, yeah, because, I mean, look, I, I get negative sometimes. I'm the guy who always talks about uh, don't get happy and, uh, uh, oh, God, we're, well, gonna, we're, we're pushing ourselves to extinction and, and why isn't anyone masking or vaxxing anymore, things like that. Well, you know, yeah. it happens. Well, but. well, our, we're pushing ourselves to extinction happens to be a true fact. So yeah, I don't yeah. fault you for saying that. And I hope that that kind of talk motivates people to defend mankind, you know, to yeah. to 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 fight that trend. Uh, so, you know, in my book, saying something like that is, is OK. It's just this thing of uh, oh, I say, well, they're going to take it to court. And the response is, well, that won't do any good. The judge is corrupt. 
Yeah. You know, and in some cases that's true. I yeah. know that, mm-hmm. but not every case. And and the response I was getting is is they're all corrupt. There is no hope. Uh, give up. Well, again, you know, you see a lot of that with Joe Biden, and people forget what he's capable of in spite of his age. You forget about what happened at the State of the Union. You forget about the legislation he's managed to pass with a divided Congress. All these things are major successes for a president who evidently has all these impediments. I don't, how is it even possible? Well, it's true. He did accomplish these things. And next time you see somebody whining about Joe Biden, whether it's age or something else, ask them when you get into the booth and the only two choices are Biden and Trump, who are you going to vote for? Yeah, exactly. That'll tell you everything you need to know. And if they say third party, that'll tell you everything you need to know. Yeah, well, if it's third party, you better fucking live in New York or California. That's all right, I'm saying right. where it doesn't really matter. Uh, it's still going to, Biden's still going to get those electoral votes. Although, you know what? You still got state and local elections. You still got congressional elections to vote for. Vote accordingly. Vote as though democracy and- is on that ballot. And, and be like our friend Natalie Ziemba and run for office yes. and get elected like she did. Uh, there For offices coming up in 24, if you want to plan your life, uh, the filing deadline in most cases is still over a year away. You have a year to plan and prepare for, for that, and we need you. So if more of you can run, uh, that would be appreciated. Natalie Ziemba and Carl Frisch. Yes, number one yes. and number two, yes. not necessarily in that order. Right, have put their money where their mouths are, and they've run for office, and they've and won. I want to be able to count ten of those. I want to be able to count a hundred of those people we know who have decided. You know what? I'm going to run for office. I'm going to throw I, my hat in the ring. Sadly, I don't know much about Carl Frisch's background. I'm going to assume that more or less he was a regular guy, right? Yeah. Well, he was. You know, he Certainly. came out of media matters. He was there for many, okay. many years. Oh, okay. Blogosphere right. 1.0. So, yeah, yeah. Well, in that Natalie's case, she was just like, just like a regular person. Oh, she's been very active. You know, especially for Alzheimer's and that sort of thing. So she, yeah. You know, she, it's not like she's without any experience. But uh, this is, you know, this is very courageous to do, and she's going to do great. It, it, the point is. Anybody who's qualified, who feels qualified, can and should run. Okay, let's talk about something positive <laughs> coming well, out of that discussion. Let's. All right. I, this is overwhelmingly positive news. It just there's a negative aspect to it, which we'll talk about here in a second. But Fox News conducted a poll uh, last week. It was April 21st to the 24th. 1,004 registered voters. Margin of error plus or minus four percent. The topic, proposals to reduce gun violence, percent saying favor. So these are all proposals for preventing gun violence and the Uh percentage of people who favor these proposals. So, for example, background checks for guns supported Uh by, take a guess, Buzz. What do you think the uh, percentage of American voters who favor background checks? Well, these are, it's a Fox poll. They do pretty good polling. I'm going to say... Between 70, I'll say 75%. That's uh, kind of close that you're too low. You're you're low uh-huh. on that. I, I thought I thought low-balling it a little. Yeah. <laughs> the correct answer. Didn't want to get happy. <laughs> the, <laughs> the correct answer is 87%. Uh, see, and I believe that, yeah. 87% support background checks for guns. Uh, let's try this one. Enforce existing gun laws. Oh, what do you think? I, Oh, again, uh, let me just say 
Mm, high. You were, you were high that time. It's eighty-one percent. Still so, very, very high. I mean, more than eight. More than four out of five people. Yeah. yeah. Remember that if you get to sixty votes in the Senate, that's considered a supermajority. Just right. bear that in mind. These we're, are all supermajorities of the American people. Yeah, these are twenty points above a supermajority. Right. Legal age twenty-one to buy all guns. Yes. Oh God. Uh, this has got to be in the seventies. Eighty-one percent. Wow. Another eighty-one percent. And now this next one uh-huh. is the biggest of all, as far as I'm concerned. This is a right. huge poll result, if accurate. Ban on assault weapons. What do you think? <laughs> well, based on the surprising other answers, I don't even know where to go. I'll say eighty-two percent. Oh, so close! It's eighty percent. 80% of voters think that we wow. should ban assault weapons in a Fox News poll. Can I retake the test? <laughs> <laughs> well, here's a, a, a bit of a, a curveball. This uh-huh. is uh, more on the anti-gun control front. All right. More citizens carrying guns. Oh, boy. <laughs> Arm well, your passengers, as uh, Archie Bunker used to say. 50%. Oh, so close. It's 45%. So 45% that, think more people should carry guns. Exactly right. There was that great uh, All in the Family episode where Archie goes on the local news to deliver a commentary in favor of guns. He said, uh-huh. Archie Bunker in favor of guns for everybody was the topic. And he said, uh, you know, here's how you prevent your, your skyjackings. Arm all your passengers. That was that was a punchline in 1973 yes, yeah. or whatever it was. Right, right, yeah. But yeah, nobody could imagine that. Well, I, I, the reason I guessed low and the reason the number is low is because more and more progressives have been arming themselves. Yeah. Uh, members of the black community, a good citizens, you know, people who work and pay taxes and obey the laws, arming themselves just in case. Because that's how tense things have gotten in this country. And the more shootings there are, uh, the more guns get purchased. The more talk there is of gun control, the more guns get purchased. Uh, they, they continue. So anything, either one of those things, will spur the sale of guns. And now, because of that, and as part of that, and in retaliation for that, more and more liberals are buying guns. That's why my guess and the actual number are as low as they are compared to the other numbers, in my opinion. Yeah, I, I have a slightly different interpretation. I think there's okay. mostly Republicans saying, yeah, we need more guns on the streets, and we need to arm teachers well, and arm students, and yeah, that, that's where that the number that, comes from. And it's a, it's actually that, quite comparatively a very, very low number. And it, it doesn't reconcile with the other numbers in the poll. Fox polling is very good. These are not just Republicans. They're polling here. Uh, Fox News does good polls. As polls go... Uh, they, they've they've been pretty accurate for all the other fault they've done for all the other sins. Their polling has actually been pretty clean historically. Yeah. Right, right, right. Well, and then of course all of these numbers have a not favor or unfavorable uh, side right. to them, which is minuscule when it comes to the previous numbers we were talking about. Right. But more citizens carrying guns. Obviously, this is a small minority when you compare to eighty percent wanting oh, to ban sure. assault weapons. Sure. And the 
the big takeaway in all of this is where are the Republicans going with this? Obviously, they're going with the people who say there should be more citizens carrying guns, right. the 45%, rather than the 80% who want to ban assault, who support banning True. assault weapons. True. And True. that indicates to me that Republicans don't give a flying rip about what well, public opinion is. All they care about right. is making sure the gun lobby is happy. Right. And, and, and in, that's and why. Red, yeah. And in red states, they're going to do that, you know, regardless of what the polls say. Uh, but, uh, I, you know, I, I, it could be used for that purpose, but it isn't a majority of people. Yeah. Uh, 45% is not a majority the last I checked. Uh, it's, it's, it is what I would call a concerning number. Yeah. That is, a, that is much higher than anybody uh, with any sanity would like to see. Exactly. But I understand it. I, yeah. And, yeah. and it's tragic. It's, it's tragic. Uh, maybe if we do all those other things, uh, that will help. Okay, we got a couple more things here to get to before we wrap up the show, but we're going to take a short break, and we'll come back with those things right after these words. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Bob Seska plays more music. Sam was What's on your mind? She said you could have done better. Yeah, but I don't really mind. Ah, uh, the great Michael McDermott. One of our favorites on the show. Yeah. Yep. There's a song called The Things You Want. Link in the description at bobseska.com to uh, download this particular track here and add it to your record collection. Yep. In fact, you should be just downloading all of Michael McDermott's albums. I mean, yep. there's not a weak one in the batch. Every single one has... Of course, I love the album Orphans. That's one of my faves. That's uh, like every song on that album is a great, great song. And the irony of that is they were all songs that he rejected from other albums. <laughs> it's amazing <laughs> to me that that ends up being my favorite Michael McDermott album. The songs album, yeah. he liked the least, you liked the most. <laughs> exactly right. So, yeah, what that says is even on a day he thinks is bad, he's actually still great. <laughs> That's exactly right. <laughs> okay, so uh, Greg Abbott kind of sort of clarified his illegal immigrants thing, but not nearly well enough. Uh, yeah, I want to take note of the uh, Daily Beast headline, though, before we talk about this. The Daily Beast headline says, Texas governor walks back statement calling shooting victims illegal. Uh-huh. 
Uh, Greg Abbott doesn't walk. He is uh, confined to a wheelchair, so maybe yeah. not the best choice of words for the uh, headline. Nevertheless, or or yeah. was it intentional? The day after he went out of his way to characterize the five victims of a Friday night shooting in Texas as quote-unquote illegal immigrants, Greg Abbott issued a short statement on the matter with representatives expressing regret. Here's the the bullshit of all of this. Uh Regret if the information was incorrect. Right. The information was incorrect. It's not a matter of if. It's a matter of that it was. This is the kind of apology that drives me. Oh, if your feelings were hurt, I'm sorry. Well, no, you're either sorry or you're not sorry. You're not. It's not sorry contingent upon your feelings being hurt or uh, sorry if the information might have been incorrect. Information was incorrect and you got it wrong and you just... Just own it. Just apologize for your fuck up, for God's sake. Yeah, no, we, we've had this discussion about that. Twitter sometimes too. It's just it's when you post something and you make a mistake with a post, the best thing to do is just say, "Hey, you know what? I fucked up. Sorry." Right. That, and then move on. Um, we've since learned. This is a quote from Renee Ease, a spokesperson for Abbott. We've since learned that at least one of the victims may have been in the United States legally. We regret if the information was incorrect and detracted from the important goal of finding and arresting the criminal. The, the shooter, uh, as it turns out, had been deported four times and was himself undocumented. This is immigrant on immigrant crime. Yeah. Not surprisingly in Texas, it was bound to happen, I would suppose. Right. And as everyone's been pointing out, you, you a person, a human being can't be illegal. <laughs> right. There, right. There are illegal activities that people can engage in, but that doesn't make the person illegal. So this whole right. notion of illegal immigrants. That's is, what that was all about. That was for the base. That that was to that was to say to the base, I'm after these illegal aliens. I'm after these illegal immigrants. Painting them that way, even though no person is illegal. Yep. Uh, the great Fred Gutenberg uh, called the governor a low life asshole. <laughs> a, n- a nice way of putting it. Exactly. On behalf of those like my daughter who are victims of gun violence. Fuck yes. you, he said. So oh, that's wow. a very Good well for said. Him. Fred Good for Gutenberg. him. Yeah, yeah. Good for him. Oh, we got to talk about this real quick. Donald yes. Trump positively quoting. Communist Vladimir Lenin. Uh, communist oh, dictator, you, you, madman you mean, Vladimir Lenin. You mean, you mean Lenin. 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 He had to make sure God. that he emphasized that he pronounces it Lenin. That was the way that the Liddy would uh, pronounce things. You know, it was always some Mercedes. Mercedes. <laughs> That's exactly right. Totally. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. and by the way, speaking of Gordon Liddy, on yes. the shadow docket here coming up on our Patreon page, $5 a month, patreon.com slash Bob Seska Show, we're going to talk about episode one of The White House Plumbers on HBO that premiered Good. last night. And I watched it, and uh, I've got comments. I've got things okay. to discuss. Uh, Gordon Liddy-oriented comments. Because those of you who are new to the show, Buzz and I used to work with Gordon Liddy at WJFK. In a little, little, more, little more about him on the shadow docket today. Yeah. But we, di- we digress, which is what I do here. Exactly. Exactly. Here's Donald Trump doing his best Gordon Liddy impression, saying that it's pronounced Lenin, of Uh, course, but it's not. We'll talk about that in a second, too. You know, Lenin, Lenin, did anyone ever hear of Lenin? He said, the vote counter is far more important than the candidate. Has anyone ever heard that's Lenin? Lenin, as they say, as they say in Russia. Why does he say it like that? Why does he say Russia? Russia, Russia, Russia. As they say, Lenin, and then he does that like pinching 
a gesture with his hand when he's saying the word Lenin, and he's like, it's impossible to keep track of this shit. But a couple of things <laughs> about true. this. First of all, no one says Lenin. He's mispronouncing that. Yes. The fact that he makes such a big deal over his erroneous pronunciation uh-huh. just completely underscores the fact that it's not Lenin. I know uh, Philip Bump at the Washington Post did a whole debunking of this. Uh, he did a whole piece about this. About he noted, Lenin? Yeah, about Lenin. He said oh, that uh, he's heard a recording of, of Putin pronouncing that name, and Putin says it Lenin, not Lenin. Yeah, and so sense. maybe that's the correct Russian pronunciation. Lenin, not mm-hmm. Trump's thing where he says Lenin. That's completely right. wrong. It's him pretending to be smart. Plus, failing. That, yeah, exactly. <laughs> that quote about the vote counters, not attributed to Lenin. It's not, yes. it's not a Lenin quote. Right. Philip Bump also noted that it was Boss Tweed who's first on record <laughs> originating that quote. And then I think How appropriate. I think Stalin, or as Trump would say, Stalin, yeah. right. was also someone who uh, I think may have quoted Boss Tweed in that, in that particular one. <laughs> um, plus, as I said at the top, uh, Lenin, or see, now I'm saying it wrong. Le- Lenin or Lenin, we're just going to go with Lenin. Lenin, yeah. Lenin was a communist. Why is Donald Trump, who claims to be against communism, quoting communists? I'm not sure. That's a good point. That's three strikes. He's out. (laughs) He's done. Yeah, that's right. He can't run for president now. Right. (laughs) Oh, by the way, we got to talk about CNN's Trump town hall. Oh, yeah. Just real quick, because... He's CNN is hosting a town hall with Trump. I think it's going to be this week or next week. I don't care. This coming week. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I of course have a nuanced position on this. Uh, On one hand, I feel as though, yes, more people should listen to him and he should have more opportunities to self incriminate, which he always Mm -hmm. does. On the other hand, what CNN is doing is normalizing him. They're making him out to be, a normal presidential candidate. 2015 all over again. Exactly right. Where now we have the context of the insurrection. We have the context of 400,000 dead Americans on Trump's watch from a preventable disease that he exacerbated through his incompetence. The rape trial and the election interference in Georgia. And a week could go on. Yes, Russia, Russia, Russa, impeachment hoax one, impeachment <laughs> No, right. I'm, I'm using his ridiculousness. Yes, vernacular. But yes, l- let us not normalize Donald Trump. Listen to what he has to say because it's going to scare the piss out of swing voters and will work to our advantage for sure. But at the same time, y- you can do that without saying, hey, look, normal presidential candidate Donald Trump. Let's, let's ask him questions about the Middle East. Let's right. ask him questions about energy independence and inflation. No, 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 no. This guy is a criminal. He's a a sociopath. He's a fascist. He is a dictator. And wait, he's a tin pot dictator who, if he gets elected, will not leave office. You got to treat him like that. Well, he's an accused criminal. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I would think about that before putting a guy on my network. (laughs) Right. And by the way, speaking of accused criminal, how the hell is uh, someone who's under indictment allowed to fly to Scotland? So many people are asking that same question, and and I'm among them. Yeah. Uh, it, it, I understand 
how he can do that, but how can he do that? You know, I mean, <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it, 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 I, you know, it's just, this is astounding considering the, the charges he's facing and the, the, uh, legal risk he's facing. I, it just surprises me that he can travel about for it, it. It, it galls me as it does a lot of people that he could still have rallies. And I, you know, yeah. this guy is freaking dangerous and, yep. and needs to be stopped. The big sin here is that CNN has giving him a platform just as they did in 2015. And we all know how that turned out. Uh, that, that's very wrong in my opinion. It will be hosted by Caitlin Collins, who on one hand has a reputation of irritating the Trump White House and, and of asking tough questions. On the other hand, I understand she's now in a relationship with a Republican politician. So I, you know, I don't know where she's going to come down on that. Maybe it makes her a a more moderate moderator. I don't know. We'll see. But it's it's giving him the platform, especially at this stage of things that's so concerning. Hey, uh, Trump's been indicted. Let's uh, have a let him have a town hall. Yeah, uh, th- that's not how <laughs> things are supposed to work. And you're not the only one uh, speaking to the audience. You're not the only ones who've noticed this. You know. These better fucking be hardball questions. These yeah. can't be questions about, you know, how, how do you feel about what you saw in Scotland at your golf course? How'd that go? Yeah. No, yeah, I don't, I don't think it'll be that. But I do fear there'll be questions normalizing him, like about foreign policy and that sort of yeah. thing, as, yeah. as if he were a real candidate. Right. We got to stop doing that, CNN. It's like this whole dancing into oblivion is driving, <laughs> driving me nuts. Like, yeah, everything's fine. It's the, that uh, what is that cartoon of the dog sitting in amongst all the fire and saying, "Ah, oh, this is fine." Yeah, everything's fine. Yeah, it's it's not. No, not with this guy. No, you got to tra- treat him like a crook. But, there, but there's always hope. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Also, I want to. I'm not. I'll never be as clever, but I want to be the Ted Lasso of politics. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh my God, is that show great this season? By the way, yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, yeah, I've got lots more to say about uh, Ted Lasso. We talk about that a little bit on the after party, by the way, in case you're uh, not subscribed. Go to our Patreon page, bobseskashow.com or patreon.com slash bobseskashow. You sign up for $10 a month. By the way, a couple of stories we talked about on today's show. We talked about them initially on the Friday after party Uh, whatever it was, four days ago. So if you missed the Friday after party, uh, you're missing advanced word on a lot of uh, interesting stories. So that too. Uh, Plus, we swear like sailors on that show. (laughs) Uh, Lots more to come on the Shadow Docket, by the way. The Shadow Docket is the show that we do on Tuesdays and Thursdays right after this music gets done playing. We keep on talking about more things, all the things we didn't get to on the free portion of the show, plus a lot more. For example... We didn't talk about Jack Smith apparently right. pursuing wire fraud charges. We'll talk right. about that. Plus uh, some more Republican shenanigans trying to disenfranchise young people because they can't they can't get those young younger voters because of their policies. Huh. So they're just making sure that the young voters can't vote. We'll talk about that. Coming up too. Yes, exactly. Plus uh, maybe some debt ceiling things. Uh, oh, we got to talk about the Writers Guild going on strike as of today. Absolutely. And and that'll tie us into a little something I want to say about AI. Yes. Okay, good. I want to hear that. Plus, uh, we're going to talk about the, uh, as we said before, the White House Plumbers miniseries on uh, HBO. Uh, my initial impressions. I just watched episode one last night. 
and uh, have some thoughts about that, especially with the context of how much we loved Gaslit over the summer. Right. See how this compares. A uh, little bit of spoilers, but nothing too major spoiler-wise. I think we all know what the story is. Sure. <laughs> we know yeah. how it ends. Yeah. Exactly right. Okay, that's coming up next uh, on our Patreon page, bobseskashow.com or patreon.com slash Show. Have you got that memorized yet? You probably should. I say it enough. All right, take care, folks. Bye-bye. Get your PSA test, you guys.